Have you ever become frustrated by all things IT over the past few years? It always feels like one step forward and three steps back. Just as technology takes a leap forward, delivery of all technology takes a leap backwards. When I started working, the most advanced technology we had was a calculator. Fortunately for me, things had progressed beyond the multiple lever type to simple push buttons and LED displays. Of course, if you were a mathematician then, you had an HP where you entered numbers in a backward sequence instead of forward. Apart from my calculator, which I must admit was a godsend for someone whose original job involved manually adding up multiple costs and whose mental arithmetical was challenged to say the least, I had a pencil, a rubber, and an A3 sheet of paper, the type you find in a photocopier these days. The trick was to legibly and manually jot down hundreds of numbers in rows and columns. Yep, what we call a broadsheet in those days. Then total them across ways and down ways to a final overall total in the bottom right corner. Frequently, the final total of all columns did not balance with the total of all rows and back. You had to go to find out what had been added up incorrectly. When I first started, this could take hours. But as I became more experienced, I would work out the difference between both totals and look for that difference within the numbers and recalculate rows and columns wherever this occurred. Moreover, like others, I became adept at carrying out calculations rapidly. When you could use one of your left fingers to point to the next number in the sequence whilst maneuvering across the rows or down the columns as your right fingers danced over the keys on the calculator at speed and without looking and still arrive at the correct answer, it felt like a major achievement. Later, my first encounter with a computer came in early 1985 when I had just been hired by a large global oil and gas company to provide cost engineering. I walked into my new office to find, to my surprise, an IBM computer sitting on my desk. To say panic set in was an understatement. I was very confident in my job skills, but a computer? How do you even switch it on? Which reminds me of a ramble. Many years ago in the UK, a private IT support technician got fired when he called a phone-in customer stupid. The customer, now the proud owner of his first desktop, couldn't get it working. Support went through an extensive checklist of cable connections and other precursors, but everything was in order. Support asked a number of other questions then, almost at the point of giving up. Support asked the customer to check if it was plugged into the mains. Scrambling around on the floor, the customer replied, yes, it seems to be, and the switch is down. Support asked, what do you mean it seems to be? The customer replied, well, it's hard to see. Support, why is it hard? Customer, because it's dark. Support, why is it dark? Customer, because there's a power cut. Support, okay, okay, here's what I suggest you do. You box up the computer, take it back to the store, and ask for your money back. Right, said the customer. And what technical reason should I give when returning it? Support. Tell them it's because you're too stupid to own a computer. They don't work without electricity. Okay. Technology has come on leaps and bounds since then. And DOS, the thing I had to come to terms with in 1985, has since been replaced with something simple and intuitive. Or at least for many years that has been largely the case. But recently, past five years or so, it's become incredibly unintuitive. On a recent escapade at an airline member site, I could find every possible link I might want, except the one I was actually looking for. Manage my booking. It was nowhere. Why would something so fundamental on such a site be buried so deep within? And where success in finding it was dependent on you happening to select the correct opening option by chance. And to be frank, it could have been any of them. Websites, particularly airline sites, online shopping sites, banking sites, 
and sites all thing officialdom have become like walking through a maze, where to get what you want is trial and error, and sometimes where, no matter which path you chose, the result means ending up back where you started, or even sometimes an error. It's because of the people who design these things. <laughs> They're geeks, and only a geek, someone who speaks the same language, can follow them. Geeks think in a completely different way to mere mortals. If there were people from outer space among us, then geeks would be those people. Trouble is, geeks like to do things in a geekish way. I also had a recent experience where I wanted to set up a website, actually for wise ramblings. The website builder I used was a well-known web builder. I last set up a site with them about two years ago, and the experience was extremely straightforward. Choose a domain name, see if it's available, select and buy. Choose a website template, choose and buy. Then host the website on the internet, straightforward. That's until one of their new geeks got involved. Now that same process is almost impossible without getting a hold of their support to talk you through the process. This I had to do. And on every second screen, he would ask me to take a certain action. Prior to taking the action, I would ask him where that instruction was documented on the screen we were looking at. After an um and a ah, uh, he would say, don't worry about it. Just follow what I'm requesting. We were in and out of screens and around in circles a few times before we got to the end. Must have taken 30 minutes. And that's with an expert on the phone telling me what to do. It's gotten really bad. How long do you have to spend carrying out some transactions in your online bank account? With users, passwords, login devices, secret codes, and authentications on top. It's a freaking nightmare. I could almost swear it would take less time to jump in the car, drive to the bank, stand in the queue, then get done what it is you need over the counter. I live in Southeast Asia but have a British bank. To log into my account, I have two sets of codes to enter randomly. Fine. And it's only if I need to make an outward payment from my account do I need to use the special device. But two days before Christmas 2021, when payments are at their peak, the bank decided that the special device should be used to log into your account as well, in addition to the password and passcodes. Has never happened before over the past 15 years. Of course, two days before Christmas, Murphy's Law, my device has become defective. I hurriedly ordered a new one, but this will take two weeks to receive in the UK. It's Christmas New Year after all, and one week to courier here. I'll be looking forward to the spring by the time it arrives, but there was another option, to request a one-time login code. So, as requested, I registered my mobile phone number to receive this code. But not so fast, Jose. When I phoned the bank again to ask why I hadn't received the code, they replied, Ah, uh, we can't send a code to that country, although neighboring countries can. I've been banking online in the same country, with the same bank, for the past 15 years now. And then I asked them how, therefore, they had managed to text me a mobile number update confirmation, but couldn't message me the code. Uh, well, um, not sure about that. I eventually worked out the solution. To register another person's mobile phone number in the UK instead, and then ask that person to message me that code. Yes, to my Southeast Asian number. And provided we completed this transaction within the 20 minutes allowed, I could get in. And so I did. Now I was using an external party to get into my bank. So much for security. There was something daft about all this. Furthermore, now I could get into my account. How was I going to accomplish outward payments, which requires the device? Phone banking, of course. So I phoned them. After 30 minutes from Southeast Asia, well, their lines were extremely busy. It was 1 a.m. in the morning in the UK. I finally got someone who told me, Ah, uh, yes, we don't do that anymore. So you're starting to get the picture. Why does this banal way of doing things, 
in this highly technologically advanced world continue to happen. Simple. Because we let it. We're too nice, too soft, to collectively object and get improvements in these systems. And the improvement we're looking for is just simplicity itself. What could be easier than that? My old man, father, had an ongoing habit of complaining about the food whenever we went to a restaurant. It was actually quite embarrassing. I once asked him, Dad, why do you complain about food so much? His reply, because no one else does. That's why most average food restaurants dish up crap. I have to say, it did make a lot of sense. Rambling again, how often have you stood in banal queues unnecessarily and needlessly at airport check-ins, boarding planes, at banks, when the sophisticated IT doesn't serve its purpose, etc.? And all you did was grin and bear it. Let's not assume that this is the way it's just going to be. Let's stand up and be counted. Be always purposeful in our approach. Don't let the cretins who conceive these things get away with it.